0: Let the self-quarantine party continue this week here on Kickin' out at two with another watch party as we give you ECW wrestling from April the twenty first two thousand. I'm your host Dave Rosenbluth. Thank you also very much for uh, hitting that download button, and uh, hopefully by the time this recording drops, uh, you know things will be settling down uh but at the rate we're going at the time of this recording i don't think that's going to be the case i think we're only it's only going to get worse we're going to peak but you know hopefully you know uh like i said by the time this recording drops that uh things will be settled down we'll start to get back to some kind of normalcy in our country uh, in our society if you will and um hopefully all of you are staying healthy staying safe staying home Quarantining yourselves, washing your hands, washing your asses, only going out when you need to, like to the grocery store or to the pharmacy, um, to the essential places, uh, unlike the state of Connecticut where pretty much everything's essential according to our governor. But that's another podcast for another day. Um, These last few recordings we've done here, um, like I've told you guys, uh, my wife She's work, been working from home, so she's kind of taken over my studio. So, therefore, I'm recording with my iPhone in our bedroom right now. Um, and uh, because we're in this self isolation, self quarantine period, I wanted to be able to give you guys some new, fresh content each and every week. Uh, and, uh, you know, something for you guys to participate in, something for you guys to do uh, by listening to this podcast and maybe even watching along with these episodes of uh, these random uh, episodes on the WWE Network. Last week we had the Nitro. Episode from April the 15th, 1996. The year or week prior, we had Raw from April the 3rd, 1995. These next two weeks, we're going to be doing episodes of ECW Wrestling on TNN uh, from the year 2000. The first one this week is April the 21st, 2000. And then next week, we're going to do uh, April the 28th, 2000. Uh, another watch party for you guys. So uh, hopefully, you guys are uh, entertained. Hopefully, I can entertain you. If I can't, I apologize. Try to do my best, you know, as a, as a one man act here. But, you know, I'm just a wrestling fan, just like all of you. So I thought, you know, most of you could relate to me as a wrestling fan. Going back and watching some of this stuff. So, uh, you know, let us know on our social media, facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two, as well as our Twitter handle at kicking out two. What you guys have been doing during this quarantine period? What have you been watching on WWE Network? What are your wrestling viewing habits? How have you been keeping yourselves busy during this time period? been getting some fresh air in your backyard? Uh, have you been uh, doing home homeschool work with your kids? Uh, have you been driving your wife crazy? Has your wife been driving you crazy? Let us know on our social media. Drop us a line and uh, tell us what you've been doing th- during this self-quarantine period um, here in the United States. And uh, you know, I'm going to get all the sappy shit out of the way right now, and uh, let's let's get into it. Let's get into the uh, the, the the watch party here. Um, the episode is uh, from April the 21st, 2000. You're going to go to the space bar on the side. You're going to click in ring and then from there you're going to find the ECW section on the left-hand side you click on that then from there you're going to find the icon that says ECW wrestling it's going to be in purple you're going to click on that and you're going to scroll all the way till you find April the 21st 2000 and the episode runs about 43 minutes and when i say play you're going to hit play hit the hit the uh, mute button on your television so you can Listen to my commentary as we watch this. From time to time, I will put the audio up on my end. Uh, in, in the you know to, to kind of get you guys up to speed as to what's going on in the episode because this will be the first time I'm watching it as well I've done a review or I've read a review on that, I should say um, and that was one of the reasons why I decided to do this episode because it sounded like it was a fun episode so uh, I'm looking forward to watching this for the first time with all of you so uh, while you guys are doing all of that while you guys are navigating to get to the uh, the, the episode of ECW wrestling make sure you check out all the archive shows in the retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network over at Podbean by searching Retromania with a W. You'll find all the kicking out of two shows, as well as Hulkamania is Dead, gaijin Wrestling Radio, Origins of Attitude, Marketing Out at the Days Weekend Warriors, and all kinds of great bonus content over there. All evergreen retro podcasts that Kobe Nida has constructed over there at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. If Podbean is not your jam that you put on your bread, um, then uh, you know you can search for Retromania with a W on Google Play apple podcast spotify spreaker and stitcher you can find all of our shows over on those respective uh, podcast platforms by searching Retromania with a w all right let's do this um five four three two one hit play and then uh, we will be on our way so to speak so without further ado in five four three two one hit play and we open here with the sinister minister, James Mitchell, who uh, you know was once known as uh, James Vandenberg in WCW. He managed uh, Mortis and Wrath during that whole uh, you know Mortal Combat type of storyline with Glacier, which was a complete uh, flop in WCW. Uh, and then he moved over to ECW and ended up. Uh, becoming a mouthpiece for there you see Mikey Whipwreck as well as um, eventually he would be a mouthpiece to Tajiri uh, Yoshihiro Tajiri the Japanese buzzsaw when they would be a uh, when they would form a tag team and he would be the mouthpiece for them um, upon reading the review of this episode um, you know Mitchell kind of updates all of the um the folks uh, you know watching at home regarding the circumstances surrounding the ECW championship uh, this was just a few weeks removed from uh, when Mike awesome who left ECW as the ECW champion joined WCW and appeared on uh, the uh, April 10th 2000 episode of Nitro uh, attacking Kevin Nash uh, still advertised as the ECW champion I just by the way I'm a little freaked out here with his uh, fingernails I'm not really uh I think it's just kind of, yeah, just a little weird. So, you know, sorry, a little bit of a distraction there. But anyhow, um, he's just kind of like updating us on what has taken place in the last few weeks uh, regarding the ECW championship. Um, eventually, uh, you know, uh, Taz, who would be under contract to the WWF, who was a former ECW original and ECW champion, would defeat Mike Awesome at an ECW live event for that ECW title. Um which would be the first time a WWF contracted wrestler wrestled a WCW contracted wrestler at an ECW-sanctioned event. Um, and by this point in time, this is, like I said, April 21st, 2000, um, ECW was nearing it the, the the end of their um of their existence before they would eventually uh close up shop in january of 2001 so there were a lot of changes taking place almost monthly weekly even monthly um <clears throat> when it comes to uh you know uh ecw there are a lot of talent moves guys coming and going here we see dreamer holding up the belt holding up taz's hand after winning the belt um a lot of guys coming and going. ECW was just pretty much relying on whoever they had in-house. And um, this episode will show that here. Um, <clears throat> as we see a shot there of uh, Sandman caning Rhino. There's Francine and Don Marie. Um, uh, Rhino and uh, RVD who is in a leg cast. And, uh, oh, look at this. Mikey Whipwreck lighting uh, tarot cards on fire. Um, yeah, that's that that's the norm for ECW. Um <clears throat> St. Charles, Missouri, the Family Arena. How ironic. It's called the Family Arena. And a non family friendly product known as ECW is uh taking place in their arena. That's kind of funny. Um <clears throat> Joey Styles and uh Joel Gertner uh are hosts of the show here. And it looks like uh Whip uh forest fire demonstration is becoming a little bit of a distraction. Um, and this is, you know, standard operating procedure here uh, for ECW, for those of you that are new watching this with me. Um, oh, here we go. Let's let us play the audio for this one because this is this is some good stuff. The man mother you about, the host of the program, and the quintessential stud muffin, Joel. I was hanging out in the back. With this blonde 18-year-old named Tina. And I showed her the family jewels here at the family arena. Gertner. Leave it up to Joel Gertner to uh, uh, remind everyone. Just who he is and what the ECW product is all about. Um, always dug the uh, introductions by Joel Gertner with the the, the rhyming and the the the, the sexual innuendos. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, it definitely fit the the uh, the mold of what ECW was. As uh, looks like Styles and Gertner are here to introduce the Impact players with Dawn Marie, just incredible Lance Storm, ECW World Tag Team Champions. It looks like. Um, I I I'll be honest with you um didn't catch a whole lot of ECW during this time period did did my best to watch as much as I can um you know between this and Monday night raw and if night I used to I did watch Nitro during this time period because I was hoping that you know WCW would make a comeback um try to watch as much wrestling as I can but uh you know um I wasn't too familiar with the Impact players. Um, I knew who Justin Credible was as the old Portuguese Man of War, Aldo Montoya, and the WWF. Lance Storm was, you know, new to me. Um, wasn't familiar with him, but, uh, you know, looking back, this was a solid tag team uh, for, for ECW, and um, I, uh, you know, they, they kind of had like an opposites attract kind of vibe to them, but, uh, you know, I... I looking back i i dug what they did i dug the impact players they 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 worked well as a team they gelled well um the presentation may have looked a little uh, wasn't your standard traditional wrestling tag team but uh for the most part i dug what they were doing um and it looks like here Joey Styles is reading Don Marie the riot act let's uh, let's let's hear what what they have to say it looks like Francine has answered the challenge here to uh Don Marie. Um Francine had recently uh turned on Tommy Dreamer and joined uh, Raven. Um, who was uh a, a big part of uh, ECW. Um Raven to me in my opinion probably I would say that the character itself, very underrated, Um, definitely fit the mold of what, you know, ECW was all about. Um, I I remember um, when I first saw the Raven character, um, I was at a friend's house and, you know, I slept over. I was, God, I must've been like 12, 13 years old, maybe. And uh, we were flipping through the channels uh late night on a saturday night watching watching tv and um we happened to see you know ecw wrestling and we saw the sandman and raven and i couldn't put my finger on it at the time i was like who is this guy he looks familiar and it would turn out to be that you know raven was uh Once portrayed as Johnny Polo in the WWF. Johnny Polo was a manager to the Quebecers. um, Jacques and uh, Pierre. As well as... um, (laughs) Jesus, what the heck is this? (laughs) Mikey Whipwreck offering hip tosses for everybody. Including the referee. Um, Somersault plancha over the top rope to both impact players. Um, As we head into commercial break. And we're back. And looks like Whipwreck... was unable to gain the advantage, um, but anyhow, uh, you know Johnny Polo, uh, you know manager in the WWF, and then for you know longtime wrestling fans that know who he, who else he portrayed, he was Scotty Flamingo in WCW, uh, who was aligned with uh, Diamond Dallas Page for a brief period of time and Vinny Vegas, um, and even before that. He was known as Scotty the Body down in uh, um, Global, the the Global Wrestling Federation (GWF), which was um, which emanated from the old Sportatorium in Dallas. Uh, I, I believe Global was a byproduct of um, USWA. I could be mistaken. Um, that show used to air on ESPN uh, every day, about three three thirty in the afternoon. Um, that was my wrestling fix in the afternoon during the week when I wasn't able to watch WWF or uh, WCW. Um, but, anyhow, yeah, um, the Raven character to me, um, criminally underrated. Um, you know, it, I, I feel like when it comes to Raven, um, most people look at his WCW run as disappointing, and I could see why. Um, there wasn't enough creativity, um, with his character during that time period. But at the same time, he was also a very big focal point of storylines. You know, he had the flock and, um, they were on TV every week, uh, involved in, uh, major storylines with the likes of Diamond Dallas Page, Chris Benoit, um, eventually when the flock split up, um you know, Perry Saturn and Raven had a, 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 a long rivalry. And um, as a kid, I just remember him being a big part of television on like Nitro and Thunder and all the, the syndicated shows. But um, most people look at that run as very disappointing. And then when he came to the WWF later in the year 2000, um, he uh, he was paired with Taz. And it just, uh, you know, it was like a tag team. And to me, it just didn't, it didn't really work for me, um, and I would say his WWF run definitely disappointing. But um, that you know, that's another discussion for another day. I planned on actually talking about um, the prospects of, of, of Raven um, and the Raven character um, with different creative scenarios on a future episode of Kicking Out of Two. So I'm not going to elaborate much further. But I do feel that Raven. Um, Criminally underrated in terms of what he brought as a character. Um, and, uh, someone that, uh, definitely, um, had potential to be a big deal, uh, on a larger scale. Uh, as we see, Dawn Marie looks like she has gotten involved, and now it looks like Francine's gonna get involved, and we're gonna have ourselves a traditional ECW cat fight here where the girls just roll around in the ring and the fans go crazy, and Joey Styles yells, Cat fight, cat fight, cat fight. Um, yeah, so uh, this match is uh, picked up. Oh, what the heck was that? Oh, she's signaling for the Bronco Buster. That's why she pointed to her crotch. Oh, Jesus! Kendo stick shot right to the uh, the 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 Southern region. Oh, and a stunner from Mikey Whipwreck going for the cover one. Two referee totally out of position when he makes that count, not even looking to see if credible shoulders are uh, off the canvas. Storm, Ooh, he gets a stunner too, and kick to the back. Are we going for it? Yep, we are. Here it is. That's incredible tombstone. One, two, three, and the match is over. Your winners, and still ECW World Tag Team Champions. Just incredible, and Lance Storm, the impact players. Um, and judging by what we just, what we just saw here, um, it looks like they uh, they taped this episode of, of television either before or after their Wrestlepalooza Palooza event. Um, here we see uh, Cyrus. Who was the figurehead representative of the TNN network? Um, this was this was kind of genius, actually, to be quite honest with you. Um, as many of you fans know, uh, for some of you that don't, um, ECW, you know, had its first national television exposure um, on the TNN network, which would eventually become Spike TV, which would eventually become the Paramount Network, um, which it currently is today. And um oh, Jesus. There's Electra with C.W. Anderson, and there's Cyrus. And um, they didn't get the best deal with the television network. They were the guinea pig to see if wrestling could fly in their network. Eventually, later this year in 2000, WWF Monday Night Raw would air on their network. Um, And like I said, they didn't have the best contract, the best deal. And so there was a lot of uh, issues with ECW. And the network, the network wanted them to tone down their act. And ECW wanted the network to put more effort into their product, um, you know, advertise, put some commercials out there. That's, uh, that, don't don't be mistaken, that's not Paul Heyman. That's Louie Dangerously, um, who was once uh, sign guy Dudley. Now he is portraying a Paul Heyman uh, ripoff. Um, anyhow, um so they, they kind of exploited that on television uh, with the with the network, and uh, Cyrus was, like I said, the figurehead representative of uh, the TNN network, so he was like the bad guy. He was the authority figure, if you will, um, in ECW storylines. And I thought this was kind of, I wouldn't say it was genius, well, actually, it is. it was kind of genius, because... Uh, ECW was always known for being the company to take chicken shit and turn it into a chicken salad with what they had. They, used, they, they accentuated their positives and they camouflaged their negatives. They took whatever they had and they used it to its best potential. And in this situation with so many talent departures, so many guys coming and going, the landscape of wrestling changing, ECW kind of, you know, I wouldn't say on life support, but they were circling the drain by this point in terms of its existence. They did a hell of a job with what they had And made their show interesting And they were still getting solid attendance When they were on TV They were getting some strong numbers But um, like I said They were the guinea pig to see if wrestling would fly And eventually WWF would um, would join the network And would put out Monday Night Raw And other um, secondary shows for uh, for the network And ECW would eventually be off the air Um, by September of 2000, um, they would have to rely on some of their syndicated programming that was on, you know, like the MSG network and other local television stations around the country. Um, but sometimes those weren't really reliable in terms of airing their shows. There was no consistency. The MSG network sometimes would air ECW on a Friday night at one o'clock in the morning. And if you wanted to watch the following Friday night at one o'clock in the morning, it might not be there. It might be on at Saturday at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? So um, they they had a rough go of it. Um, As we see, uh, this is uh, Scotty Anton, who was once known as Scotty Riggs in uh, WCW as a member of the American Males with Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Um, He was no longer with WCW, obviously joining ECW, and he was a – an on-screen, uh, ally to Rob Van Dam. I don't know if they had a real life, uh, um, relationship, but, uh, you know, he was an on-screen ally to RVD and, uh, this was during a time period when RVD was out of action. He broke his foot. Um, he had to vacate the, uh, ECW television title and, uh, he was forced to by the network by, uh, Cyrus the virus. And, uh, that was at the Living Dangerously pay per view uh, just a month prior uh, from Danbury, Connecticut, and the uh, the the, uh, the the on the campus of Southern Connecticut University. But um, yeah, this is a continuation of uh, the issues between RVD and the network. RVD would eventually come back just a few months later, um, probably a little too soon, and uh, he would fight off the um, the the. The network led by Cyrus who was also accompanied by uh, Steve Carino, Jack Victory, Rhino, um, Tajiri at one point, um, which I think we'll see coming in yep there's Rhino and he is uh, looking to uh, put it to Scotty Anton as a representative of the network. Oh, nice drop kick. Is this an impromptu match? It looks like it. We got a referee in there. And that was another thing about ECW. ECW was like the Wild West. So for those of you that are you know watching, um, you would get a lot of scenarios like this where it would be like the start of an interview. Then two guys would go at it and it would turn into a match. And the match would eventually... Um, it, you know, take place and you saw a lot of that uh on on their television shows and even their pay per views. Like I said, it just had that wild west kind of mentality where anything goes, there was really no rules, so to speak. Um and that's cool to start with, but eventually you need to have some form of, of, of rules in order to maintain some credibility in the product. Rhino with a slam into the corner. Tied him to the tree of woe, baby. That's right. He's going to tie him to the tree of woe. Kevin Sullivan, the tree of woe. Ooh, nice little uh, shoulder block into the midsection of of Scotty Anton. You see Steve Carino and Jack Victory um, in the back of your screen. uh, Backing up Rhino. Bringing a table into the mix. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. It's gonna be a table match now. Well, it's not gonna be a table match, but they're gonna they're gonna bring it in. Uh, no, oh, look at that! Rhino now down. Anton is gone. Where did he go? Oh, he. Oh, Jesus! He bringing in a whole row of chairs. What? <laughs> oh, wow! He brought in a whole row of chairs. Look at that! Holy cow! <laughs> oh man, that was innovative to say the least. Anton going to the uh, the top rope. Not sure what he's got planned here, but crossbody to Rhino one. Two. Ooh, kick out at one. Not two. Kick out at one. Oh. Carino nails him with the cowbell. Gore by Rhino. Oh, there you go. You see here there it is. No rules. There's no rules. So you can beat up the referee. Double gore through the table. Both the referee and Scotty Anton get the uh, get the, the 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 table treatment from Rhino. Now you see him mocking RVD with his, uh, his thumb point. Um, but it looks like the fun is not over there. Um, oh, there he is. Just talked about him. Oh, broken foot no longer. It's RVD and Rhino squaring up on each other. And this was the big rivalry, um, that was, uh, going to lead way for ECW in the summertime. Oh, here we go. Atlas Security, other random ECW roster members getting involved, trying to break up this fight. Good old pull-apart. Nothing wrong with that. Just curious why they didn't... uh Put together a pull-apart when uh, Anton came Oh, Van Dam getting it, Rhino. Managed to get away from security. And there we see an extreme replay from OneWrestling.com, which I believe they're still in business. I want to say, uh, or maybe they morphed into PWInsider.com. Who knows? But here's Steve Carino set for our, uh, our main event of this, this telecast. Carino out with the bull rope, and uh, Carino is a prime example of what a talent is able to accomplish. You know, when an opportunity is given to them in dire circumstances. So, you know, ECW late '99 going into 2000 had suffered some some significant uh, downfalls. You know, they 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 get the television deal on TNN. But they have their issues with the network as we see Tommy Dreamer making his way out, uh, set to face off with Carino. And both Taz and the Dudley boys respectively give their notice to ECW before they even make it onto national television. The Dudleys leave in August. Taz would leave in September. Um, And Carino was a prime example of someone that You know, filled in a slot as a top guy and did pretty well for himself, really morphed and transformed himself into a major player in ECW, Um, changing up his look a little bit, grew some facial hair in, uh, wearing the wrestler cowboy boots. He had that rivalry with uh, Dusty Rhodes in ECW in um, the, the, the early spring of this year. Um, I believe Dusty Rhodes will make a cameo during this episode. Um, And uh, Carino was just the guy that capitalized on the opportunity. You know, not many guys were available for a top spot, and he took the ball and ran with it and became one of their top players. And I think that was like the real beginning of um, what Steve Carino was was able to accomplish in the wrestling business. Um, he didn't go to to great heights, I, I will say, um, in terms of uh, his his wrestling skill. I mean, he, you know, would make some one off appearances in TNA wrestling. Um, he didn't have a any kind of a run within WWE um, after WCW had folded and uh, closed up shop. Oh, nice. Dreamer Ramon Carino into the, uh, the ring post via the, the cowbell. Um, but you know, he would do well for himself in Japan and even ring of honor, um, had a, a long run in ring of honor, um, not only as a talent, but also as a, um, as a color commentator, uh, which would eventually lead him to WWE, uh, where he is currently now working as a coach in the performance center and with NXT, um, And, uh, you know, he's never looked back since. Um, A guy who probably is very underrated in terms of his skill and his ability in the ring. Um, I remember during this time period, um, Carino was one of the the guys I enjoyed watching uh, because he was new and he was fresh. And I felt like he could have contributed on a larger scale and was really hopeful that he was going to um, find a place in the business on a large scale um you know you know after the 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 years of you know ECW being shut down and WCW being bought out by the WWF I was really hoping that he would eventually make his way I was kind of surprised he didn't um participate in the uh the one night stands uh both in 2005 or 2006 um I was hoping that eventually you know he would make his way around but he didn't um and he had some, he had some, uh, like I said, some, some, some strong storylines within uh, ECW, um, or should I say, Ring of Honor, with guys like BJ Whitmer, um, and uh, I wasn't too familiar with a lot of his Ring of Honor stuff, but upon doing some research, um, you know, noticing the the his resume there, um, that was probably as close to mainstream wrestling as he had gotten. Um, but now he's, you know, a, a talent behind the scenes and helping make it happen at the Performance Center and ECW. And it looks like we are going to see the arrival of, I believe it's the Sandman. Let's, uh, let's take a look here. Let's, uh, let's turn the audio up for this one. that's how you make an entrance uh yeah for those of you that are uh listening and following along um that's obviously not the original sandman entrance music he once came out to the enter sandman song from metallica um obviously ecw uh unable to uh or wwe i should say uh, not willing to pay for the rights for the original use of that song um but uh yeah sandman made quite the entrance uh taking his sweet time uh drinking a beer smoking a cigarette while his uh his buddy tommy dreamer getting his ass kicked um now he's uh helping him out here with the uh the ladder and the the singapore cane to uh irish whip there jack victory jack victory here let me give you a little brief history uh regarding uh jack victory um my first introduction to jack victory was actually during this time period uh in ecw and uh i didn't know who he was um i just thought he was just some nobody and uh you know come to find out you know years later he would eventually um it would have it would i would eventually find out that uh you know he had had quite a run in the business uh wrestled pretty much everywhere um enhancement talent for w w f at some point uh he wrestled for w c w wrestled for world class championship wrestling he wrestled for u s w a he was what they call the journeyman 's wrestler um, and so uh victory was kind of uh you know uh, forgotten about um in wrestling circles at least as a fan but like i said during this time period this was my first introduction to him so i just thought he was just some some you know some nobody and uh he's had quite the career um not sure what he's up to these days um last time i checked i believe he was here and there making the convention circuit um but uh wasn't really uh an active participant in the industry Um, I believe he had a a, a few appearances in MLW um, in its early infancy in 2003 oh Tajiri he's back and he's now here to uh, uh, add some strength to the network Jack Victory and uh, Carino helping them out with uh, Dreamer and uh, Sandman here Tajiri, the ECW uh, television champion had won that title uh, recently over Super Crazy, who was the the champion after RVD had uh, vanquished the title. Um, to Jerry, another guy who uh, you know uh, would um, would would find great success in wrestling following um, the uh, the the buyout, if you will of uh of, of of WCW and ECW when uh WWF was the only game in town um I really enjoyed Tijiri's work especially with William Regal um I used to enjoy the, the the banter back and forth between the two of them and um you know my first introduction to Tijiri obviously is during this time period in ECW but um you know as I got to see him more in WWF and WWE um he he became one of my favorites to watch. Uh the stuff he did with Eddie Guerrero, uh as you know, when they had that brief run as a tag team. Um I always enjoyed that. Um like I said, the stuff he did with William Regal was great when he was the abusive boyfriend to Tory Wilson. That was some pretty good stuff too. Um you could always rely on him and count on him for having a good match. Um and I was actually looking forward to a couple of years ago when WWE brought him back to be a part of their cruiserweight division, and they hardly used him. Uh, I was disappointed because I really enjoyed his work. Um, he was just a overall, he was just a really talented performer, um, given the given the language barrier and speaking a language. Uh, someone who has been known to use foul language on the regular, New Jack. Making his, uh, his his way into the ring. Bringing all kinds of goodies. This match is going to get real ugly real quick. <laughs> nice trash can shop by New Jack. to Jack Victory. Um, yeah, New Jack. Uh, the subject of uh, a recent episode of Dark Side of the Ring on the Vice Network. Um, crazy dude. Crazy stories I've heard um, regarding New Jack. And man, Carino is just leading buckets here yeah new jack uh didn't take never never took it easy on guys when he when he brought out the plunder baby if you will he brought all kinds of plunder out there um he was uh he went full bore when it came to that stuff um but uh yeah new jack has uh has a reputation for um for being dangerous careless reckless um not really uh uh, one that has gotten along with many people. Um, oh, gee, that was a nice suplex by Sandman into the ladder. Steve Carino, Carino's leg caught in that ladder. Um, but yeah, New Jack had a reputation for being careless and reckless and dangerous. And, um, you know, you hear more stories about New Jack and, his, uh, his antics than you do about anyone telling a good story surrounding New Jack. Of course, the infamous mass transit incident where he, um, he, he, he cut open that young kid, um, during a match and the kid bleeding to the point where, you know, he almost died losing so much blood. And it would turn out that the, 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 young boy was, he wasn't of age. He lied about his age, um, to to, to to have a match because he wanted to be a wrestler so bad. So uh oh, there we go. Dreamer with a trash can shot to Tajiri. Action spilling all over. Ugh, that's disgusting. That is just foul. Dumping someone's head in a trash can with... Uh, come on. They couldn't get gimmick trash. They had to use shoot trash. Come on. Look at Carino here. My goodness. Just bleeding buckets. Him and Sandman... Him and Sandman had a pretty good rivalry in, in, in ECW. Um, they really tested the the, the limits of... of uh, you know, when it came to creativity. Uh, Sandman's wife getting involved... Um, the physicality with the male on female violence was, was a big part of their storyline, uh, with Carino and Rhino getting physical more than once with man's wife. Um, now, but that was ECW. They pushed it to the limit. They really did. They pushed it to the limit. Um, oh, Jesus, Carino is just swimming in blood right now. And it looks like Sandman is going to make his way to the top. There's so much crap in that ring. I can't imagine. Oh, Jesus. Swanton by Sandman onto a ladder with Carino underneath. Now you have Dreamer giving Jiri the tarantula as Jack Victory breaks that up. Yeah, this is only going to get worse. This is only going to get worse here. Now... Looking at this scene here as we're watching this, I can tell you as a youngster, I thought this stuff was pretty cool. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like a lot of wrestling fans, it was cool. Okay. But as my viewing habits have become more sophisticated as I get older as a wrestling fan, um the the, the cool factor wears off slowly but surely. Now, is this cool to watch right now? Absolutely. I'm having a blast doing this with you guys. Uh, sandman probably not having a blast there as he takes a takes a shot with the ladder to the ding dong but um or as my good buddy Dennis Levy would say the nuggets but um you know as time goes on um this is just a lot of unnecessary gaga if you will you know all this crap in the ring like how how can they keep up with any of this there's, ta- there's a broken table there's a ladder there's there's garbage cans there's Garbage in the ring. There's you know, now they're starting to clear out a little bit of it, but you know, you you can't do anything in that ring. There's just so much crap in there and so many guys. And, you know, this was originally advertised as a main event, a bull rope match between Dreamer and Carino, and now it's become a six man tag team street fight, you know, nothing sanctioned. Um, just guys just showing up and beating each other up. Um, which can be fun, but at the same time, you know, you want some rules. Um, something to the, the presentation that's going to add credibility to it or make it credible, and um, this doesn't make it credible by just letting guys do whatever they want, but uh, I guess that's the beauty of, of the original ECW. I guess that's what you you, you could call, uh, oh, <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jack Victory, oh, geez, headshot by New Jack. Oh, and the match is over. The match is over. Your winners: New Jack, Tommy Dreamer, and Sandman, in this uh, this this six man tag team street fight, no holds barred, no disqualification, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, looks like the match is over. Um, and you get your all these guys trying to recover. And, oh, here's Rhino. Rhino's back because he hasn't had enough. Going right for the Sandman here, going for New Jack and Dreamer. Another individual, Rhino, who just kind of like took advantage of the opportunity presented to himself with guys that were just leaving and, and you know, not on the right, ro- you know, no longer part of the roster. And he just seized the opportunity in the moment to be in a, a good prime position, a good spot, if you will. Um. You know, Rhino would eventually become TV champion, and he was the last ECW World Heavyweight Champion. And, um, you know, had that company stayed in business, he probably was going to be there. Oh, Look at this. Who do we got here? That's right, baby. The American Dream, Dusty Road, lightning Pellick, if you will. It can, it's going to be a clubber in here. We gonna, we got plunder in the ring, baby. It's going to be fight. We're going to be buying a like, elbow on everybody that won Tajiri. That's right, baby. Jack Victory, you're going to get one. And now I'm going to dance with the Rhino. That's right, baby. You're going to get one. Oh, Elbow to the forehead, if you will, baby. Or flip, flop, flop, flip, a little dude. Boom, elbow, if you will. Got another one for you. That's right. Come on, daddy. Give me some. Give me some. I'm going to duck that clothesline. I'm going to give you a boom. Sandman going to get. It in there with a the cane and we're gonna get all up in you if you will baby that's right baby Mega Dream Rule, Road London Pellock, if you will ECW baby that's right extreme championship wrestling if you will baby yeah Dusty Dusty in in the house um and it looks like this this fight uh has uh concluded here as we see uh Joel Gertner and uh Joey Styles um commenting over the uh, excitement of what we just saw and an advertisement for the upcoming Cyber Slam 2000 event at the ECW arena. Um, I don't believe this was a pay-per-view. I think it was just a, uh, a, a, an ECW live show. Um, I could be mistaken though. Those Cyber Slams. Oh, actually, you know what? Those Cyber Slams might've been like internet only. I think they were like one of the very first like internet pay-per-views, um, through, uh, ecwwrestling.com. Um, but uh, nonetheless, here we see the baby faces, Dusty, Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, New Jack, all celebrating um, as we get ready to end this episode of ECW on TNN from April the 21st, 2000. I'd like to thank you all for, for joining me, um, like I say, at the beginning of these last few recordings. Hope you guys are all staying healthy and safe. I hope you guys are trying to keep as busy as you can during this self-isolation, self-quarantine period. If you have to go to work, if you are an essential worker, if you have to go out in public, by all means, please be as healthy and safe as you possibly can. Um, Hopefully, this uh, this uh, self-isolation period will uh, will will slow down um, by the time this recording drops, Um, and hopefully, uh, you know we can get back to some normalcy in our country. But what but part of that normalcy is this show here kicking out of two, because I'm not gonna stop giving you guys new and fresh content each and every week. Um when it comes to uh, this self-quarantining. So, uh, you know, it's my pleasure to be able to do this for all of you. Hope you, Hopefully you guys enjoy them. And if you got any special requests, is there anything you want me to talk about, anything you want me to cover, anything you want us to do and watch along for them, by all means, hit us up on our social media, both Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two, as well as our Twitter handle at kicking out two. Um Next recording, we're going to continue with the trend that is ECW on TNN. And we're going to watch the April 28th, 2000 episode of ECW Wrestling on TNN with all of you. So stay tuned for that. And I think it's about that time that we put this extreme watch party down for the three count. We will see you all very, very soon.